We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome into your Friday, April 7th edition of the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, and we are welcoming in first guest of the week, which is kind of scary for me. I don't, you know, you can only do so many podcasts on your own before people start just absolutely tuning you out. Uh, so, you know, a uh, special privilege to be joined by Andrew Spade here for the first guest-based episode of the week. I did record a little time today. I had Matt Waldman uh, on uh, with me for a little bit, so he'll be on your Saturday episode. But your kickoff late in the week on Fridays with Andrew Spade here on Franchise Mode. Andrew, what's up, man? How are you? I, I hate podcast intros and saying how are you. I mean, I, I imagine you're good. <laughs> if you weren't good, you wouldn't tell me otherwise. But, yeah, give me the uh, the cliche answer, please, sir. Yeah, give you the sanitized podcast version of what's going on with my life. Yeah. I, you know what I'll say is just that it, it where I'm at, it's finally starting to be quite warm and uh, summer-like, nice. not even spring-like, but summer-like, and I am into it. Very excited about that. The Masters this weekend, excited about that. So it just feels like the seasons uh, are changing in front of our eyes, I, and so I'm, I'm just I'm happy to be here. We're getting close to the draft. You know, if it's starting to be summer-like and we haven't had the draft yet, it must be right around the corner, right? Yeah, I think that one of my favorite times of the year, like you said, is when the uh, you can put the masters up when you're working on an iPad and their app is so awesome mm-hmm. that you can have three or four different windows on your application, put it on an iPad and roll with it. It was a fun day of watching that. And then you're right. I always think the masters is like the kickoff of spring is how I view it. So, uh, mm-hmm. and, and ironically here in Ohio, I know you're down in, you're in North Carolina, right? Right now, currently. That's right. North yeah. Carolina. So in Ohio, it is a little chilly today. It rained all day yesterday. Uh, but Friday moving forward, it's like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm in Columbus. I'm not in Cleveland, so I don't want to speak for too many people who listen closer to Cleveland, but it's going to be 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's a day of 80 coming and a little chance of rain um, in the next two weeks. So pretty pumped about the weather. That's your weather update from the OBR film <laughs> breakdown is uh, giving you all you can handle from your weather world. Listen, we're going to do – I don't know how long this one will go, Andrew. It could be a quick one, but I think it's a fun exercise to do ahead of, uh, the, ahead of the draft. Right? We'll probably do know, three of these. Uh, maybe maybe not, though, because the first night of the draft is a Thursday night where we would record normally. So probably do something reactionary to maybe that's what we'll do. We'll get together for the first round and give like a franchise mode. Oh, angle fun. What happened in the that'll first round. So, yeah, we will do three yeah. of these technically before the Browns actually start making selections. So we're going to kind of capitalize on where teams are before the draft and then analyzing where they are after. So Andrew's idea for this one. Um, and I'll throw it to you, Andrew. You give me your idea for it before we jump into it. Yeah, I, th- I think just, you know, like, I mean, this is a Browns podcast and, and we're, you know, we're Browns fans, Browns centric. So just thinking about the road that the Browns have to sort of travel to get to where they want to be, which is, you know, uh, a division championship and 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 a playoff berth and, and you know, ideally playing deep deeper into the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't think that anybody's the expectations are certainly not Super Bowl or bust, but I, I think playoffs are bust, certainly. And so. 
that then becomes a conversation of what is their competition, uh, not only within the division, but within the conference. Um, what does it look like? And, you know, it's been over a month now since, or I guess just, just about a month since free agency started. Uh, and, you know, some things have changed, some, 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 some departures and additions to the, you know, the sort of the contenders in the AFC. So I just thought, you know, for us, given our perspective on the, on the league, rather than going through and ranking the whole league or even, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think we need to spend a, even a second really talking about who comes out of the NFC. I don't, I don't think it matters that much, honestly. Uh, for, for the Browns, it really just matters what the AFC looks like. And so, you know, I thought just going through and talking about some of the other teams that are, that are going to be in the playoff picture – and uh, if we, you know, I thought one angle is, you know, I'm, I'm curious if you have any teams that you're kind of expecting to take a jump forward this year uh, or, or kind of fall off. I think that's an, that's an angle that we can look at. And then, you know, just trying to see how we stack them up. So I, I, you know, kind of have a list of, I'm looking here, I've got one, two, three, four, five, I've got six or seven, eight teams uh, that I, that I, you know, kind of have in that contender category, you know, um, and so, yeah, I've got eight teams, uh, so I'm I'm just kind of you know it's half the half the conference. Just kind of curious how we stack them up because that's basically you know that's all seven playoff spots and then one extra. So I thought that would be a fun exercise. Maybe we'll have different lists. Maybe we won't, and, yeah. and we'll just kind of see where it goes. I'm I'm tempted to look division by division for myself. So like, you know, if you go through the AFC North, I'm interested in in who you have as contenders on that list. I guess there's some level of who the hell are the Baltimore Ravens, right? Because if, if they're without Lamar, I can't take them serious. Now, I, there are reasons to not take them serious even with Lamar, but I don't know. Did you catch the press conference that Ernie DeCosta and Harbaugh had the other day where they were pretty much – yeah, I they mean, were pretty much thing, told yeah, yeah. The, the, the most awkward moment of it, I, I should say. So, yeah, if, if you haven't seen it, there's a moment where a, a, a question, a great question is asked of like, Hey, if the team is without Lamar, are you going to be mm-hmm. drafting another quarterback or interested in drafting another quarterback? And you could tell by the way, I think it's DaCosta, right? Is their guy right now? Yeah. Uh, way yep. he looked and Harbaugh looked that there was something that was said by the press, um, not the press, but the the social, not the social media. I'm trying to think of the role, press relations. There's, yeah, there's this role I, guy, I can't yeah. think of. It. Yeah, he basically yeah. had said we're not taking questions on Lamar Jackson, and then. The question really wasn't about Lamar Jackson, but the way everybody stopped and hesitated, it was really weird. But I, I, that whole tense. thing is strange. Very tense. I think Andrew, for the first time in my mind, I still don't know where he goes, but I'm operating under the fact that the Ravens aren't going to have him. I, I don't – I yep. even think that if they don't trade him, he hates it so much he might be willing to not play. Like, I really think he might be I willing agree. to not play. I think it could get I that ugly so as a protest. Yep. So – if I'm looking at the North, I'm I'm only taking yep. Cincinnati as a serious contender. Pittsburgh, I know the yes. Browns have not beat them, uh, finished ahead of them in the division, I should say, in a significant amount of time. I'm aware that they continue to be like a gnat at a barbecue, annoying, despite not having the talent that they traditionally have. But I still don't view them as a contender. So I would say I'll do this exercise, and you tell me, hopefully you can see if R8 matchups. So I would say the Browns and the Bengals are the AFC North's contenders, okay? The East, top of the division last year was Buffalo, 13-3, and three, Miami 9-8, and eight, New England 8-9, and nine, Jets 7-10. and 10. Again, another quarterback thing we've talked about this offseason. Aaron Rodgers, it feels like something is standing in the way there, whether that's somebody not bending over to give the draft pick number. That some, I'm operating again if I'm giving you where I'm thinking. I think the Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers some way, shape, or form. So I'm operating with him arriving in New York with the talent they have, the defense that they put on the field last year. I view three contenders out of the AFC East. I think Aaron Rodgers yep. completely can change the culture of the East. Um, and I shouldn't say the East to the Jets, but he will have a big impact on the entire division. I view Miami as a serious contender. I view New York as a serious contender and obviously Buffalo. So that's five. So I might end up with more than you as we keep going. AFC South, though, you know. It's Jacksonville mm-hmm. only. I, I can't take Tennessee serious in their current situation. They've gotten significantly worse this offseason, if you ask me. I think that yep. most of the people you follow there are talking about it's a rebuild. The Colts have admitted they're in a rebuild, and we know the Texans are in a rebuild. We don't need to spend much time. Jacksonville, we'll see. A lot of these teams that get the flash season from the free agents 
typically there's a comeback down to earth season that follows that flash season. So uh, we will, we will see on that one, but I have to give them, they went into Kansas city and they gave Kansas city a pretty good game there in the playoffs. So I can't, can't knock them out, but the AFC West. So I'm sitting at, I said three, two, and now one. So I'm sitting at six, Kansas city, Los Angeles, Chargers are atop that division last year, 14 and 3, 10 and 7. Raiders 6 and 11. I think they got worse. Don't know how you could argue the contrary. Denver is still a I don't know, I don't know what to think of them, but I can't take them seriously. So I would say two more come out of this AFC West, Kansas City and Los Angeles, and that puts me at 8. Are are you yeah. do you have any differences from what I have? No, that's the same list I had. Um nice. <clears throat> so I think the first the first question I have is of those eight teams that we mentioned as not being contenders, right? So the Patriots, the Ravens minus Lamar, the Steelers, everybody in the AFC South except for the Jaguars, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Which of those eight teams do you have the easiest time imagining jumping up and grabbing a wild card spot? It's going to happen. Somebody, it's going to happen for someone. I just switched my, my audio should be a little better now. So for you out there who can't understand, why does Jake's audio suck sometimes? Well, he gets his air. My, I'm referencing myself in the third person. The AirPods get <laughs> attached and then it takes over my microphone. So hopefully, I don't know if you're noticing it, Andrew, it should come through a little cleaner now. But Yeah, I thought it sounded um, a little bit worse. I should have said something. My apologies. It's all good. It, everyone's going to suffer through on this Friday. We'll, we'll make it. So, okay. So the ones that we didn't label... Uh, let's go through the ones we didn't label. New England, yeah. I mean, the past three days we've been nothing but Bill Belichick trying to just ship off Mac Jones. How are yep. they better? If they let now, right. if I'm saying Lamar is off of Baltimore, yeah, I think, I think else, for the purposes of this, we got to just leave Lamar out of it because it's just yeah, too hard. We do, you know, because like literally any of these eight teams would be better with Lamar, right? I did want to reference though. It's, it does seem like New England is relatively serious about some sort of. No, I agree with there, you. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. 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 But I, I can't see I mean, it's hard because you're like Belichick could put together any weird season and be I'll, I'll hold on to New England and see if there's a better yep. option. I mean, Pittsburgh is one that could if mm -hmm. God forbid Kenny Pickett does actually take legitimate strides to being more than just fringe competent and becomes a competent to a, an above average quarterback. Their defense is stellar. They do things there that mystify me in terms of Mike Tomlin just doesn't lose ball games. So they're a team right. that would be at the top of this list, whether we want to accept that or not, they're at the top of the list in the South. Boy, is it hard? I, I mean, I guess if the Colts with the, with the defense that they have, that is okay. Uh, up front, they're pretty strong linebacker unit from afar here. I'm not going to pretend I'm well-versed in Colts roster shape seems decent. Uh, the draft will be huge for them. I, I guess it's like they hit Stroud or or something like that at the fourth pick, or you know, I, it's hard. I think Anthony Richardson. You and I both like Anthony Richardson, which we'll talk about this more later. But it's it's a guy yeah. that is going to need to grow in the NFL. I have a hard time with any of those three teams. I, I just do. The only other team I look at as a legitimate this team could jump up, Pittsburgh. I'm respecting Bill Belichick in New England that they could figure out something to jump into the nine and eight range or, or an eight and nine makes the playoff somehow. The other one's the Broncos, right? You go from Nathaniel mm -hmm. Hackett to Sean Payton, and there could be just an overnight Russell Wilson resurgence. They keep Jerry Judy. They keep everybody else that has sort of been, I guess it's only the receiving group. Cortland Sutton has been the only other one floated out, but they do some things in the draft where some of their later picks, I think their picks 64 and 65 end up being decent for them in some form or fashion. And they, they do turn it around. Most Broncos people don't think that's going to happen right away, which is, I think the smart path to go, but I don't think it's crazy to say Russell Wilson has a much better season married yep. to Sean Payton's offense and they can win nine, 10 ball games and be a real yep. uh, sneaky wild card team. But those are my only one. I mean, I cannot see the Raiders who are just in disarray. I mean, you yeah. you know some of you out there who wanted Josh McDaniels like this is your you should be watching what's going on in, in in Las Vegas with the Raiders and just being thankful that that disaster did not arrive all those years ago. So Broncos for me, um, not taking a team from the South. I just can't get behind what Tennessee has done, who's only gotten worse. I guess they could get Tannehill back. 
fully healthy Vrabel doing some things. They're like at the bottom of that. Like if I had to take a team from the South, I would take Tennessee to have some sort of bounce back, but that's, I would not want to put any money on that. So Pittsburgh at the top of it, Denver, probably second new England, probably third Tennessee fourth. That that's the best I can do. I cannot see those others. Is there an argument for those others I'm missing? Um, well, I, I would just, yeah. So I, I, I agree with you, like big picture, you know, the Steelers are always competitive because of their head coach. Same with the Patriots, right? I mean, those guys give them a built-in floor of six or seven wins. Yep. And then, you know, if there's other stuff that clicks beyond that, that's what launches them into the playoffs. Um, so I think those are, yeah, those are sensible names, you know, of teams that could, that could fight for a wild card spot and, you know, grind out 10 wins. Uh, but I, I think that's an intriguing case to be made for two teams here. You know, I, I agree with you with where the Raiders are at, but the only thing I will say is picking seventh with the possibility of going up to three and getting a quarterback, if they decide that either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson does everything they want the quarterback position to do, and and Josh McDaniels typically has been pretty good working with young quarterbacks, um, you know, he, I think you, he, you know, after what happened to Mac Jones in year two, I think you got to give McDaniels a, a fair amount of credit for Mac Jones in, in his rookie season. Um, if they were to hit on a Will Levis and, and he was to be sort of the best version of what, you know, draft prospect people think he could be, I could see them getting really hot offensively, right. With Devonte mm-hmm. Adams and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro, like they've got weapons and, uh, McDaniels has run really effective and efficient offenses in the past. Now, overall team building wise, where they're at, they're kind of in a position where if that doesn't happen, they're in trouble, right? Cause if they don't find that quarterback in the top 10 this year, it feels like they're going to be a team that's going to be like somewhere between six and 11 and nine and eight One every and, year for the foreseeable future. Yeah. The I could see the bottoming out too. Like I, oh, I could see, yes. imagine, right. I, is there a better odds for a wide receiver? Get me the F out of here than Devonte Adams. I, I don't think there's a bigger 100%. leader in that clubhouse going into this year because, yep. uh, you know, even right. Hopkins could say, you know, Kyler's coming back if he sticks around there. So yeah, no, different tangent, but, right. but you're right. If they hit yeah. on quarterback and they can play competent defense, yeah, it's not yeah. unthinkable that, that 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 McDaniel's could could do, you know, better than yeah. what they did with with Carr last year, who was just a disaster. So continue. Right. Sorry, just a sort of like a flash in the pan. You know, all of a sudden this 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 you know the third or fourth quarterback drafted is looks like the best guy for the first year, and it probably wouldn't be sustainable long term, but it would be. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. The other the other team that I think it's worth talking about is Houston, just because D'Amico Ryan's might be a really, really good head coach. Yeah. And if he gets that defense playing, you know, I mean, I think with the level of talent there, they probably would have to be playing above their talent to even get to like 10th in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the defense is above average, and and again, if they hit on the quarterback, they've got the second and the 13th or 12th pick, right? So they've got ingredients, right? And, and if they can add two difference makers – and hit on the quarterback, you know, running that Shanahan style of offense. I'm not saying that they would be like a, you know, a, an AFC contender in the sense of going deep in the playoffs, but could they get to 10 wins and steal a playoff spot? I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. I don't think that roster is devoid of talent. I think that the franchise is devoid, devoid of a direction. And I think D'Amico Ryans is the kind of guy that could give them the direction that they're looking for. Yeah, there's... I think it's it's very fair to think that they get away from Lovey Smith's cover two, 2004 defense, and they put together right. something a little bit uh, more compelling, especially defensively where I do think they have talent, right? Stingley and Petrie, who had a really rough rookie year, but I think there's certainly a nice level of talent for him. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know a bunch about some of the others on that group, but if I'm looking at – I was looking at their offense. I was trying to say um, – Bobby Slowick is the offensive coordinator, which is going to be a big role for him. So he comes yeah. over from, yeah, he's been tied with Shanahan forever. He was actually a defensive yeah. assistant with those Redskins and came over was a defensive assistant with the 49ers in 17, 18 initially. I wonder what he did from 13 to 17 because he doesn't have a listed 
uh, job there. That's interesting. But he was yeah. an offensive assistant, 19 and 20 with the 49ers, offensive pass game specialist. Never heard that one before. 21. Then he goes to pass game coordinator in 22, and now he is the offensive coordinator there. A Michigan Tech University wide receiver. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did after Washington. Maybe he was just uh, Kurt Warner bagging groceries or something. I don't know. But that's that. It. They're going to take that scheme. They get the right quarterback. They're going to get one of Stroud or um, Bryce Young, right? He so was with PFF. I guess... Oh, okay. Well, look at that. I can tell you who PFF is going to be giving some grade boosts to, Andrew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the Texans are not – they're not crazy. The Colts are a bit more appealing if they move up and get a quarterback they like, right? I think they yeah. are something that is uh, – I, I just believe in – um, Shane Steichen a bit more, right? Yep. I think he, he yep. as far as developing yep. quarterbacks. So, but yeah, those two teams are at least interesting for the first time in a while. This is the first time the Colts will have drafted a quarterback and Andrew Luck is the last one that they took with a serious draft pick. So uh, Houston will actually, it seems like spend a serious draft pick for the first time since Deshaun Watson. So those two teams will be in a place that's kind of fun for a franchise and a rebuild, which is, Hey, yeah. Interesting. Let's watch this rookie quarterback. So yeah, those two. I mean, it's not hard to see Texans winning two or three more games. It could, it could certainly, if the defense gets to the level you're talking about, which D'Amico I think seems like a really. St- I mean, that Forty ers defense flew around the football. Like nobody played harder yeah. than that group. So uh, yeah, we'll but see. All, those are know, two interesting just, ones. Yeah, there's always just some team that comes out of absolutely nowhere, and and that's just you know. And then by the next season, it feels normal for them to be there, but. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, the, you know, I, I think that might be the closest thing to that sort of a thing happening in the AFC this year would be if the Texans suddenly were good. It, it the, One of them have to be. I mean, you look at the if you look at the East, seven wins is the division right. loser. AFC North Brown, seven wins is the division loser. So, you know, we certainly think that the, the Raiders and Broncos have more talent than the Colts and Texans. But. That doesn't always right. translate, right? So one of those teams exactly. who had before those four teams, Colts four, Texans three, Raiders six, Broncos five, are going to jump up. You think maybe Tennessee slides down. You think Baltimore goes from 10. They work in reverse a little bit. Maybe Pittsburgh doesn't quite get to nine. Uh, maybe New mm-hmm. England falls off a tad, right? Or Buffalo doesn't win 13. They only win 10, 11. Still maybe win the division, right? right? So, yeah, there's some wins to be had there. But it's the AFC is just – because I'm scrolling looking at the NFC and it's like, good lord, there is some I know. There's some know. ugly NFC football getting ready to be played this year that there are a lot yeah. of wins for some, AFC. Some teams. empty yeah, divisions. That's here nor there. Do you want to put together a uh power ranking now of these guys in the uh Yeah, let's forum? give me give me uh I'll go ahead. I'll start. I'll give you my 8 through 5 of the teams okay. that Before you that start though, real quick. We're going to take yeah. a quick break. So we're going to hear from our sponsors, and then Andrew's going to come back with his eight through five of contenders, and then we'll react to that. Uh, remember, this is no projection of the draft at all. We're just saying, here's the rosters now, projecting contender spot in the current moment. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Andrew, jump into it. Give me your eight through five and let's see if I have anything to yell at you about. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, so my, I, I, of these teams, the team that I am the least enthusiastic about, and it's not, you know, it's not that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Uh, but I just think that he, I, I think I'm a lot less interested in his sort of revenge tour stuff than I would have been if he had been traded two years ago. So even assuming that the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, I still think, you know, of, of, of these teams, I have them sort of at the lowest spot. And it really comes down to two things. It comes down to, um, you know, like I said, lack of belief in him. And I think paired with that is they really hired Nathaniel Hackett, who ran one of the most disjointed uh, seasons of football ever last year uh, as their offensive coordinator. I, I just don't see that working, um, you know, a, at all. I think it's a downgrade from, from Mike LaFleur last year to, to mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett. I think a significant downgrade. And I don't really care that Aaron Rodgers is happy because I think Rodgers to me is on the Roethlisberger trajectory where his veteran quote unquote savvy is hurting the team more than it's helping the team. So I think, you know, he gets traded there. He probably insists on, you know, Randall Cobb joining at some point. And by week five, it's just this offense is disjointed and not doing much. And he just keeps, he just keeps trying to throw slant routes to Randall Cobb that everybody's sitting on. Like I, it's not, you know, it doesn't look like anything. So that, I, I think we have to include them because there's the possibility that they turn into a legitimate contender if Rodgers is who he was a few years ago, but I just don't see that happening. So, and, and the other, the other thing I said, there's two things. The other thing is their offensive line. is not that great. And uh, you know, Rodgers is getting older and, and that sort of stuff only catches up with you more and more as the years go on. So I've got the, I've got the jets at eight. Um, and then, uh, you know, the next team, and, and this is again, just me being, you know, sort of biased against, when you, when you, you know, you're in the off season, I really try and look at it more as like the organization as a whole, the coach, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff, rather than like digging in on who the, who the backup, you know, left tackle is. It's like, let's just look big picture. And I think with that lens, the chargers have underachieved both years that Brandon Staley has been the head coach. And uh, Kellen Moore, I think is a better offensive coordinator than Joe Lombardi was. I think that's an upgrade, but I still think overall, the, they're just not talent wise uh, and coaching wise, not at the same level. I think Staley is a good defensive coach, but I don't think he's a good head coach. And so um, I've got the chargers at seven. Uh, I think then I think in fairness, I, I don't like to do this, but I think in fairness, I think the Browns are probably six. I, I see the Browns and the chargers as very similar in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what they have to prove. Um, now these are both teams that in their best version, if the offense is everything we hope it could be, both the Chargers and the Browns could be, they they truly, if the offense is as good as it could be, they could be the one seed in the AFC. But there's not the track record there with the other teams, so it makes me a little bit skittish and, and wanting to hold back. And then, um, you know, the, the fifth team, I think maybe this is the, the most controversial one. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you think. But I, I, have, the, I have the Dolphins at five. Because as much as I like what they've done with the defense, Fangio and mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey and adding talent on that side of the ball, it's, it's another situation where the offensive line is still a question mark and you're still ultimately relying on the health of a quarterback who, you know, is is maybe a hit or two away from never playing football again. Uh, and I hate to talk about it in those terms because, you know, it's, 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 it's dark to, to consider it that way, but... I, I just don't trust that you're going to get 17 or even 14 or 12 games out of Tua this year. So as good as their offense could be, I think you're still going to see some of their backup quarterback. And uh, it doesn't really matter who your backup quarterback is. If your backup quarterback is playing, you're having a bad time. I like it. Okay, so yours go eight Jets, seven Chargers, six Cleveland, five Miami. Am I, am I right on that? Correct. 100% correct. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm looking through Pro Football Focus's stuff too. The biggest loss for the Jaguars, Arden Key. The biggest gain, yeah. Blake Hans. The, <laughs> the 
this off season. I know that name. I know that name, but we shouldn't know that name for this uh for this endeavor, should we? You know? I don't know. <laughs> um I'm I'm different. I'm different. This is why it's fun. Um yeah. Okay. Right. I I go <laughs> I go eight Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to regress. Okay. I just think that oh, what they leaned into, how they got where they got, you can say Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to get better, and I, I could look back at this and be an idiot. I, it could be. He could get better. He could he could launch into a new stratosphere. I just think that they're going to plateau, and I feel like some of the money that they spend is going to chalk up in a negative way. Some of the depth they had yep. has been let go. I talked to you just a second ago. Blake Hans is their biggest addition so far. We'll see what they do in the draft. I end up thinking Jacksonville slides back. Doesn't mean they don't win that division. I just think that right. as far as right. contenders go, I don't view them as very serious. Um, but again, okay. they, they're they're going to win that division, I think, still safely. Um, I go Miami 7. I think Tua right. is going to have another. I just gonna, to your exact point, Tua is going to be hurt again. I, I, I yeah. the, the year Tua gets through the whole year, will be the first in a long time. Exactly. And exactly. the track record is too it's too consistent to ignore. And if he is out, they are not good. They're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So that to me bumps them way down the list. Skylar Thompson does not evoke fear in me. Uh, invoke, evoke, invoke, right? Hopefully. I think whatever. evoke. Evoke. Um, anyway, uh you, you come here for uh, literature and grammar that's the that's the point mm-hmm. of this pod uh, i would say miami seven again I, I i just feel like some of the shine is going to wear away from mike mcdaniel i think that there's going to be some teams who figure out how to play some of that flash motion stuff that they use that started to get solved by the end of the year so i think Miami's a little lower for me than you have them but you were making the same point um yeah their biggest offseason loss was Jacecki, but they did gain Jalen Ramsey. So that does help. I do like some of the things they did on defense. David Long uh, as well. Yeah. So they deserve some credit there. Um, so we talk Jacksonville, talk Miami. Um, I'm going to put the Jets at six. Yep. Because I watched so much Elijah Moore tape and I watched that offense with the quarterbacks that they had <laughs> and they were in so many games. That it's like if they just got, and I'm not asking for Aaron Rodgers to come in and be God mode Aaron Rodgers, just be decent. And that, that offense can launch to a, to just a respectable level. Like Garrett and out now they did lose Elijah Moore. That does kind of matter here, but Garrett Wilson open, 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 open. Now with Hackett, I get it. I guess I'm leaning into a little bit of the familiarity with Rodgers and then being able to figure out some things here. But I think if Rodgers is – and Rodgers always plays. He never gets hurt. Don't have that issue. That's true. I just trust Aaron Rodgers a little bit more. Although he's not, to your point, which is valid, the same guy he used to be. And he could come in there and hookah bowl it up and just blow it up. That's also possible. But, you know, I'm going to lean into the fact if he can just be respond like just average, they'll be fine. My fifth team, you might be surprised. I put Cleveland fifth. So that means I put okay. the Chargers out in front of Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland yeah, fifth. Sure we don't need to. We, we don't need to move too far into why I did that. I, I think there's still yep. some unproven parts of this thing that need to come together. We see it happen. Yep. We'll believe it. Uh, but I also don't want to be the person who's like, "Yeah, Brown second. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Everyone bark with me." So, um, yeah, let's not do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just, I just think that there's clearly talent. They can still add a little bit more. They've addressed so many yep. things and had a great off season. But as you would say, and I would say, show me, show us. Mm. So we're waiting mm-hmm. on that. We're waiting on that. Um, but again, if I was somebody outside of our circle who's trying to not do the whole thing of like show the 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 lens of, you know, I, I don't consider us at the OBR fans. I actually think we take a pretty objective view of this football team. But there is a level of like being blind to this stuff. But the coordinator change is huge. Both those coordinator yes. changes are huge. So we could be underselling Cleveland at this point. But, yeah, let's do your four through one, and then I'll, I'll give mine. So I go eight Jacksonville, seven Miami, six New York, the Jets, five Cleveland. You went eight New York, seven Chargers, six Cleveland, five Miami. So we have a slight and subtle difference there uh, in the Chargers. Yep. Actually, it's actually pretty big. You have them seven. I have them. We'll get to it in a second. But, yeah, co- keep going. Yeah, so so this is – yeah, I the so – I've got, you know, four teams that I'm choosing between here, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, the Bengals, and the uh, the Bills. So I, I think, you know, I don't think that this is 
whatever the opposite of homerism is. I don't think this is just haterism, but uh, I've got the Bengals four actually because okay. I, I I think the losses on defense in free agency are legit. I think their secondary is thin, uh, like really thin. They're going to be counting on some young players that at times played well last year, but at times did not. Uh, and you know, the Orlando Brown thing does not move the needle for me with them as much as I think it does for some people, Mm -hmm. uh, just because left tackle wasn't really their problem on the offensive line. And I still think Jonah Williams might force a trade in which case, you know, you're, you're, you didn't really add much. You just kind of replaced one guy with another. So, I mean, some of this stuff is still to be seen, right? I mean, as you mentioned before, there's still the majority of the off season to go here and things are going to shuffle uh, through the draft. There are going to be trades and acquisitions, but as of now, I think the defense, even with as as much as I think Lou Anarumo does a great job, I think the defense has to take a step back just from talent drain. And I think the offense to me is not going to take that much of a step forward because there's still the Joe Mixon question out there. So much P Ryan is gone. I I think there's some questions. Um, So I've got the Bengals at four. Um, I know that I'm high on the Jaguars. It's really just as simple as I really think Doug Peterson is a good head coach. And I think mm-hmm. Trevor, uh, Trevor is a good quarterback. And so I think it's one of those things where you've got those two things. And I, I think Calvin Ridley is such an underrated addition because it happened at the trade deadline and he was still suspended, but you know, offensive. It is weird that they I, didn't I put think... that. That is the biggest addition. He's an addition. So it is a little right, semantically exactly. strange, it's, but yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like, yeah, I think Calvin Ridley is a better player than Blake Hans. I'm going to go out on a limb there. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the season brings. I, we'll I see what think the war is it, at the end of the and, season for those two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, like this is where talking about the division does kind of come back to it. They get two games against the Colts, two games against the Texans, two games against the Titans. Like, Fair. you Fair. even if, you know, I mean, I know we're stacking the, the conference up, but it mm-hmm. helps. Like, this, these, we know this so well as Browns fans the last two years like watching the Browns struggle to get out of their own way to put together a winning streak. It matters. Like if you can reel off four or five wins, all of a sudden that next game, when you've got to go on the road against Cincinnati or whatever the case may be, looks more doable because you've got four wins in your back pocket. So I think like they're going to just, they get a little bit of like, they get like a little bit of a college schedule here where, you know, it's like, yeah, we got to play the Bengals, but first we get to go to Indianapolis and, and just, you know, hang 40 on them. Like, I think there's going to be a little bit of that for the Jaguars this year. So um, I'm a believer in their offense because of the head coach, the quarterback and the weapons that they have. You know, I think a lot of the same questions that they had last year that kind of exposed their ceiling are still there. But I also think the quarterback is still growing. And I think, you know, a third year leap is not out of the realm of possibility considering his first year was a little bit of a lost year with Urban Meyer. Yeah, the um, selling point is just so that, Trevor Lawrence. That's a, that. That's I mean, yeah, he exactly. just gets he right. just reaches and, and a whole Doug new Peterson level. working yeah. his magic. Yeah, yep. exactly. Good. Yep. So it, it's a bet. It's a bet, but it's a bet on the first overall pick, a guy that has been good everywhere he's been, other than yeah. the one year, you know, with Urban. So, um, so then you've got the Bills and the Chiefs, which is no surprise, right? I mean, these these teams are still two and one. I think you can make a cheat. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you can make an argument that the Bills take a little bit of a step back, um, just just because. You know, uh, I, I think the there's like a, you know, still a little bit of a, a brain drain thing with Dable not being there. And, you know, does Dorsey have the same ability to adjust uh, in his second season? And, you know, um, I, I think that there's some I think there's some some depth issues that I mean, Stefan Diggs being who he is. I like Gabe Davis, but there's, you know, I, the weapons are not like comprehensive. Certainly uh, Josh Allen makes up for a ton of that. So. I think you could make a case that the Bills take a step back, but I also think you could make a case that they're going to, you know, show up and be most of who they were uh, last year. And that, so they've got them too. And then I've got the Chiefs number one, basically just because I don't think that you can ever really, until further notice, rank Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid anything other than number one, right? I mean, it's it really is as simple as that. It's boring when you're talking about the AFC and trying to make a case for a different team. I would love to like, make a passionate argument, you know, that the, that the, some other team should deserve to be number one, but yeah, they've been the so last four consistently Super Bowls. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's, it, you know, it sucks to be uh, saying this, but it's another dynasty. And so, it is. 
you know, anything that gets past them is going to be the exception rather than the rule is how I feel about it. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how my four to one stack up. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to provide a little uh, thought outside of the, the great stuff you just added. So you go Cincinnati four, Jacksonville three, Buffalo two, KC one. I go yeah. chargers four. Um, I just think that the offensive coordinator leap is going to be huge. I think they're going to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm banking on that. I'm banking on some stuff on their defense being healthier. And again, much like we're talking about some of these, I just think Herbert with a competent offensive coordinator. And I think, I oh, think totally. Moore is pretty yeah. good. The Dallas situation is goofy nonsense to me that I just think that they'll end up being uh, at four. Uh, and I know that they've had some, some people leave. They, their, their cap stuff has hurt them in ways that have, have, you know, pushed people out the door, but I still believe in Herbert and I still think that I, I would trust them more than some of these other, which is scary. You know, that's a, it's a big step for me in the right direction with Brandon Staley. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is, it's good to see you trusting again. Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, it's a fine line there. Uh, the chargers biggest loss was true. Drew tranquil, but they gained back Eric Kendricks um, is what they note here in pro football focus. So uh, I, you know, I, they basically stayed at the status quo. They think yeah, Nasir Adderley is another one at the safety position. Yeah. I think he retired yeah. actually, which was he did retire. You know, he was a free agent, but then he retired. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, I just think, I mean, Rashawn Slater maybe comes back, but I, yeah, I, I think there's, I, I, I totally see what you're saying about the offensive coordinator thing. If, if Kellen Moore is as good as everybody thinks he is, they should be supernova. Yep. I like it. Um, all right. So three for me is Buffalo. I'm a little more, uh, I don't want to call it by the book because I'm looking at pro football focuses rankings too. And they actually have where you have it, where they have Buffalo ahead of Cincinnati. So uh, I, I just, something about Buffalo is weird and I don't know, man, it could be the Dable thing. It could be that he had them in yeah. the right direction in that matter more than, I mean, but they do lose Tremaine Edmonds, who was a uber athletic interior linebacker for them. It's still young. I mean, he came into the league at like 19 turning 20, super young. Now they could replace him. They could go get Jack Campbell. They could go get somebody, uh, and I know they've met with a lot of linebackers. Their biggest loss there, their gain is Damian Harris. They still won't run the football. Their offensive line is not good. They're going to lean on mm -hmm. Josh Allen to do everything. Diggs is getting older. Gabe Davis didn't take the steps that they needed. Doesn't mean he can't. Doesn't mean they still won't be really good. I'm putting them as the third. And there, you could coin flip Buffalo Cincinnati uh, to me on my, on my end pretty easily. So I like them. But they did they could uh, add Connor McGovern uh, as well, uh, help the offensive line. But I, I just something about him. I don't I don't know. I really can't put my finger on it. Like how's Tredavis White coming off this year away from his ACL tear? Now I know they brought back Jordan Poyer, but there's some age stuff to that secondary that's a little nerve wracking. Micah Hyde's getting a little older too. Um, but again, they're they're a real 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 Super Bowl contender. They could they could be more than fine. They could put together another thirteen and three here. I just, I coin flip and I just lean Cincinnati. I just, I trust more of what Cincinnati's done. Now to your point, which was good. They have reshaped a lot of things, right? Like the secondary, not only did you make reference to Jesse Bates, Von Bell leaving and then replacing with Nick Scott and young Daxton Hill, the Michigan kid who I like a lot, had some moments, uh, versatile defensive back, but they got to get those two safeties to play good football because they leaned into Bates and Von Bell heavily with the, the creative stuff Lou Anarumo did for them defensively and they also have to get Cheetah Bay Wuzier back who, who's coming back from an ACL tour I think he tore that ACL against Cleveland if I recall so he's not going mm -hmm. to be ready to start the year week that was a week eight injury so secondary is a big concern for them I, I'm with you I don't think Orlando Brown's going to be that impactful but the amazing thing is Burrow just finds ways man and yep. I think I just trust him I trust the consistency that I'm so pissed that they didn't lose a single coach from that entire yeah. off season, right? They could have had yeah. Anarumo gone or, or uh, Callahan could have been hired off somewhere else. So it drives me nuts, the consistency that they've had there. And I just, I think I just trust them a little bit more. And yeah, to your point with one in Kansas city, it's like until Travis Kelsey and Mahomes and Reed that the, the three headed monster, they're gone. Like I can't. Yep pick against Kansas City. Like Kansas City did a great job of even though they lost Orlando Brown, right? They ended up going and getting Juwan Taylor, right? So they lose Frank Clark, mm -hmm. they go get Charles Amenehu. They have Juju Smith Schuster's gone, but they traded uh, a pick that they had gained uh from exterior sources to go get Kadarius Tony to step into that role and be ready for this year. So they are 
they're really good at building rosters and um their quarterback contract is actually although they're paying him a lot is still friendly because they got out in front of that a little bit so it sucks how good they are at this but until kelsey reed <laughs> and mahomes are not the three of them which the the earliest right. we're going to see is like travis kelsey's going to eventually fall off a cliff i love him he's going to throw out the first pitch right. at the guardians home opener tomorrow uh, he's probably one of the players i root for outside of the cleveland browns organization the most but until he's done they're too good they're just they know how to put it together and they know how to win games so let's go through uh, mine, uh, again, four is the Chargers, three is Buffalo, two Cincinnati, KC. So PFF has Kansas City one, they have Buffalo four, they have Cincinnati five, Chargers seven. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. Um, they have Baltimore nine. Are you talking NFL-wide here? Yeah, no, I'm just doing the AFC of this NFL-wide, yes. So they have gotcha. okay. Baltimore nine, but we left Baltimore out just because of the Lamar Jackson mystery. Um, now they would, yeah. they even noted that the ranking would change dramatically, but anyway, uh, they have, uh, Miami 10, they have Jacksonville 12, they have Pittsburgh 16 outside yep. of our eight contenders, Jets 17, yep. Patriots 20 Browns are already all the way yep. down at 21, all the way down yep. at 21. Yep. I think it's good, Andrew, to be slept on overhyped in the off yep. season. Not oh, I good. agree. Yeah. Browns 21. Um, and I think that's it for all the teams that we were talking about. They had the Broncos 28, Texans 31, Colts 32. So it's probably fitting. But okay. yeah, I mean, where are you uh, on some of those? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I like it's, I, I'm having uh, some trouble imagining those numbers NFL wide, but I, I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I mean, I think. I, you know, the, the Browns have had two disappointing seasons back to back. So like them being behind the Steelers, they finished behind the Steelers last year. Right. Like, yep. and as you said a while ago, you know, Kenny Pickett could take a step. There's, you know, I, I'm not counting on it, but it's possible. Um, you know, and, and certainly, I mean, in this scenario, they've, they've got the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I, I think, you know, this is kind of the question that came to me as you were, you were reading that list is, if we assume Lamar and the Ravens make up somehow, right, they, they buy him the most expensive bouquet of flowers in the history of the world, and they hand him a big pile of guaranteed cash on top of it. Uh, where would you, in, in, you know, we rank these eight teams, where would you have the Ravens? I think I would probably have them uh, five right behind the, right behind the Bengals uh, ahead of the Dolphins and the Browns and the Jets and the, and the, uh, the Chargers. I'd probably, yeah, at the same, I had the Browns at five. I'd probably push everybody back. I don't know though. I, I'm torn Andrew, because I don't know how much I like the Ravens. I still think I still, okay, let me be careful with this. I like Todd Monken a lot, but that offense is yeah. built to run. Mm. And is he going to be as adept at that stuff as, you know, Greg Roman who gets a lot of flack because the passing concepts are terrible but they're banking on Bateman coming back healthy. And then who else? James Prochet? Like, who else is there to catch passes? Right. Now, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely right. likely had a nice rookie season. I just get a little bit torn with them. They they If they sure. would have gotten Darius Slay, I think I would be a lot more afraid of that defense because what they'd gotten away with for so long was fantastic two corners that were good, Peters and Humphrey, who challenged you, got it down in your right. face good safety play but they traded away chuck clark now the kyle hamilton will go from a more forward slot versatile role to being more of a deep player i i don't know man i find the ravens to be in the sort of i'm like you i think we're tainted a little bit here as we should be by yeah. afc north hierarchy but if you're like right. looking at the two rosters and, and you're throwing cleveland in there like the cleveland pittsburgh baltimore thing should be a coin flip it really should. And yeah. Cincinnati's got yeah, some glaring weaknesses, but they do deserve credit. Like Cincinnati right. has earned They've got the, the, track right, the right yeah. to be on top of the division. And no matter how you feel about their weaknesses, and we have pointed that out, and you made a great job of pointing out the, the issues with Jonah and trading him away and how you go from like, oh, this offensive line is going to be better to, oh, now they got a right tackle issue on top of now they just brought right. in this left tackle who's not the world's gifted, most gifted left tackle in the world. So I don't know, man. I'm I struggle with the Ravens out of like giving them long term franchise respect versus I think there could be some growing pains to what they do on offense 
where they do put a yeah. lot more in Lamar's lap in the passing game and a lot more in a sense that it's not we don't have to be so so afraid of the run game because they don't do those, those super unique run uh, s- schemes that make you put your team in conflict on defense so you could prepare for them a little more in a traditional sense we'll see if Monken can do that stuff I certainly think a year away from the injury from J.K. Dobbins, I think he's going to like if you're a fantasy dynasty guy, like a buy now player, like I think he's going to have a really nice season. Um, But I still don't look at Baltimore and have this. Those guys are big time. Like, I just don't see that. I maybe need to see what the whole picture looks like this year with some of the bigger changes they've made. But uh, I would out of respect, five, six, seven area. For them, they're in the yeah. contender conversation. Yeah. They're they're in it. Yeah. They're in that grouping and make it nine. Yeah. No, I think you make some great points about you know Marcus Peters. I mean, Calais Campbell is another name that that has they've relied on so much for so long. That's not there. Uh, Chuck Clark, yeah. as you mentioned, uh, and then yeah, moving to more of a passing attack, but not really having any wide receivers is is a, is a decision for sure. So um, yeah, I, I think those are all really valid points, and I think it really speaks to you know they've really been held hostage by this Lamar Jackson thing, not just in the sense of what he does, but you can't exactly go out and sign a bunch of free agents no. when you know you might need $50 million of cap space to match yeah. somebody's offer. Right. So yep. they, they've, they've really been in a holding pattern. And even if things do end up getting patched up, just this unknowing through the, through the course of free agency has hurt them, I think. Yeah. And I, uh, I you know, wholeheartedly I mean, you love to see it. Right. Yeah, you do. I mean, I never will have any issue with the team in this division struggling as much as we have had to watch struggling exactly. for so long. Exactly. So this was yep. fun. What we will do is we will revisit this at some point after the draft, probably like a June, July uh, discussion mm-hmm. and look at uh, where those pieces fit from the draft and, and see if there's any alterations to our top eight or nine. If, if Lamar is sticking around contenders and and make an exercise of this thing so it has been fun andrew i appreciate you spending some time man yeah have a good night jake okay that's a wrap for today's episode if you have some disagreements we want to hear about them let us know in the uh twitter reply section or you can jump on the obr and ask the insiders and yell us yell at us there Uh, but we're always up for some fun discussion on this stuff and and again you can see from the list andrew had and i had we agreed on contenders but the order of which is certainly very much up in the air so Uh, A fun exercise. Uh, And like I said, we're more than willing to chat with anybody who has anything to say about it or if we miss something, which is also possible when you're looking at an entire conference and there's a ton of moves that have happened that maybe we just slipped our mind. So anyway, the PFF rankings, you can find those uh, their their current pre-draft ranking of all 32 NFL teams where the Browns are 21st. You can find their reasoning for that on their website. Since we referenced them, we should give them a shout out. So that's it for today. That's it for this episode of the OBR Film Breakdown. I'll be back tomorrow, like I said earlier, uh, talked to Matt Wallman, who does such a good job with running backs, wide receivers, and picked his brain on that position. Those are two offensive positions I really think the Browns are going to still be after in this draft. So learn about some of those prospects on Saturday, and then come back on Sunday for things I think I know about the Cleveland Browns with Brad Ward, uh, and plenty more content where we're putting up multiple draft prospects uh, on the um on the daily over at the OBR where we're looking at a big board, right? We're looking at a big board going through that, telling you whether we think these picks are going to happen, whether we think they'll pick them or if they'll even be there at 74 and 98. It's a fun exercise. So check those out. Thanks for stopping by for Andrew, for me. We appreciate you being here listening to the OBR Film Breakdown. Have a fantastic Friday and go Browns. Go Browns.